You've stumbled onto the sleeping giant. Let's broaden our minds. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sleeping Giant Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Marcotte, and today is Friday, September 30th, 2016, which means that it is once again Force Friday. Over the course of today's show, we're going to talk about uh, this most recent Force Friday. We even have a couple of fan interviews that we're going to air. And finally, we're going to share and describe with you some of the uh, cool Star Wars Rogue One stuff that we were able to acquire uh, over the course of last evening and early this morning. So if you're ready, hold on to your butts. Like the rest of the Star Wars community, or what's likely to be the majority of it, I'm very much looking forward to Rogue One. It's considered by many people to be an experimental Star Wars film, and I suppose in a lot of ways it is, um, as it is the first live-action film apart from the sagas as we know them. There's even been some speculation as to whether or not Rogue One will include the opening story crawl at the beginning of the film. While that degree of separation may be a reality, I feel personally that it's part and parcel to Star Wars, any Star Wars film, and maybe even Star Wars on the whole, because the current Marvel series features its own quote-unquote crawl at the beginning of individual issues, and I think it works in the comic, and I don't see why you know we'd want to take that away from Rogue One. Um, again, it's, it's something that I feel just sort of belongs there, and uh, I associate that with Star Wars and probably always will. It is my hope for the film that we're able to get a believable picture of the Rebellion's urgency and their struggle against the Empire, and perhaps a clearer glimpse into the state of galactic politics at the time. My greatest hope for the film, however, is that modern filmmaking techniques don't overshadow the feel of the first Star Wars film, since it takes place so soon before Episode Four, and that uh, we'll feel comfortable and at home in the established timeline. These are just a couple of things that uh, had been on my mind over the past several weeks and months, so I thought I'd ask some of the guests... Since I was out and about last night, uh, midnight, September 30th, uh, Force Friday, since I was out and about at Toys R Us, I thought I would speak with uh, some of the other folks there and uh, just get an idea of, of what they thought. And, and uh, there were a few people that were very gracious enough to, uh, to give me their, their thoughts and, and share with me some of their feelings. So um, I'd like to cut to um, just some of the conversations that I had with uh, these gentlemen last night. They were uh, by name Jose, Alex, and Zach, very fine young men, and uh, I enjoyed speaking with them. So let's cut now to, uh, to last night at Toys R Us. So I just wanted to ask you guys a few questions for the show. Alex, are you excited about Star Wars Rogue One? Oh, definitely. I can't wait for it to come out. It's coming out, what, December? Yeah, December. I think it should be like end of December or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Jose, are you excited? Well, of course, of course. I love the Star Wars movies. And what do you hope to see in Rogue One? 
Uh, hopefully some more, you know, dog fights. That would be super exciting to see because that was fantastic in Episode 7. I have to agree with him. There's definitely dog fights, definitely a lot more vehicle attacks and everything. That would be awesome. Those were my guys, Jose and Alex. Let's go to uh, Zach and see what he had to say about Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, Zach, I was wondering, are you excited about the Star Wars uh, Rogue One film? I absolutely am. Uh, I'm really excited at the the idea of something I've always thought about since I was a kid, which was the stories that were happening in other parts of that universe. You had this huge world, and of course they could only show the main story, but I always kind of wondered what was going on in the periphery, and we're finally getting to see that in a film. So maybe we'll get to see sort of what was at stake uh, for Leia and the blockade runner in the opening uh, opening scene from A New Hope. Right, e- exactly. Uh, and just getting to see characters that aren't necessarily huge characters, but they had a major effect on what would go on later. And that you kind of... I'm hoping, really, that we'll get to see characters that are not as, uh, I don't know, as clever, I guess, as some of the, the main, you know, your Han Solos or whatever, where you're going to have characters that are maybe a little more flawed because they weren't major players. They were people on the peripherals and in the periphery in various parts of the galaxy. And I just think it's kind of cool to see that in action, you know. So it seems like we all want something just a little bit different from Star Wars Rogue One, but we're all sort of, I think, hoping that that it's going to be good for sure. Um, so I thought I'd follow up that question with, uh, you know, a, a, a real favorite of mine, and uh, it's it always comes down to who is your favorite Star Wars character. So let's see what these guys had to say. Ooh, favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, you're not you're not limited to the saga. Yeah, I know, but that's such a that's a loaded question because I like so many of them for like different reasons and. Jeez, I don't. This might sound lame, but I'm going to say Luke Skywalker, and I'm going to say that because ever since I was a kid, that was what drew me in was Luke and his his adventure, and I it was my entry point. And I think everybody needs that point of entry to any series. And as a kid growing up in the late '70s, early '80s, and seeing Star Wars and Empire and all that for the first time, he was my point of entry, and, you know, you wanted, and he obviously is massively important, and uh, I think in the new films now, I love Rey, I think Rey, that was what impressed me most about The Force Awakens, is that I think they had a huge task ahead of them to introduce new characters without being overshadowed by the old, and I think with the relationships that they built between them, that I think that having Luke actually only be 30 seconds in the film was a masterful stroke as much as it might have upset some people and it didn't even upset me as a Luke fan because I actually thought that the motive of keeping him in the peripheral to introduce the new characters and basically make him a MacGuffin of sorts is a good move because I think in the next film we're probably going to see more of Luke and his dynamic with Rey and what she's all about and I think that I guess Luke. So sorry, <laughs> but I guess Luke. Yeah. Uh, Jose, who's your favorite character? Oh wow! Oh, choose from all this. You're not limited to the saga films either. I would have to say, you know what? Might be kind of weird. It's going back to Return of the Jedi, but I think Jabba the Hutt. 
honestly is my favorite character. Just for him just being this massive, massive alien just controlling everything. Like, basically a big mob boss. And it just, yeah. He just sticks out like one of the best characters for me. My favorite character. He put it out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Definitely did. I mean, yeah, that whole, I, I don't know, it's like... I could say Vader, I could say like agree with Alex or Darth Maul or anything, but for some reason, since it was my first movie watching that one, the E always stuck with me, Jabba the Hutt. With Salacious Crumb inside, Sleep Leah, all the Bit Fortuna, Bit Fortuna was it? Yeah, Bit Fortuna, the Rancor and everything. It was just, just excellent character. Awesome. Alex? Uh, like I said, Darth Maul for sure. His reveal with the double lightsaber was just so badass. I just... It being my first film and then seeing this guy, you know, with the black and the red and the horns on the head and then just coming out, you know, start off with the one and then all of a sudden another side comes out and it's just mind-blowing. I mean, and of course. Oh, yeah. Too, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. What was that? Duel of the Fates? Yes. Oh, man. And then, of course, he gets chopped in half. But thanks to the Clone Wars... Uh, the second one, mm-hmm. he does come mm-hmm. back with robotic legs, and I loved that part, of course. And we find out there's more of, of his race, which was even better. Pretty varied, some of it a little bit surprising. But now, something that I've always wondered, and I thought I would take it out there and uh, just sort of see where everyone else was coming from on the idea. I've always wondered if Star Wars would survive um, without George Lucas. Now, you all can probably guess how I feel about that, but let's see what these guys had to say. Um, going back to uh, Jose, Alex, and and my man Zach. Do you believe that the Star Wars mythos will thrive without George Lucas? Survive without George Lucas? It's getting a little controversial right there. Yes, I I definitely agree that yes, it definitely will thrive. It's in good hands with Disney and everything, so. And so far with episode 7, it's been really good, so let's see what's going to happen. But right now, it's in good hands. Alex, what do you think? Uh, the way J.J. Abrams did that episode 7, it was fantastic. The art direction and just general way he directed the film was fantastic. I loved every little bit. I was on the edge of my seat during that entire film. And Disney being the warmonger it is of advertising and toys, they will probably have enough funding to do everything that they want and more. Do you believe that the Star Wars mythos will thrive without George Lucas? Uh, I actually do. Um, He might have set it in motion, but I kind of almost look at it almost like a, not to compare it to Star Trek, but in a way it could be every bit as big as Star Trek in terms of the table's already been set and we already have our major narrative. And now the world can really grow because it isn't going to just have a singular vision and it's kind of exciting to allow it to be seen to see the product of other people's vision taking that sandbox and having fun with it so once again big thanks to alex jose and zach for uh, participating last night um thank you guys for sharing your thoughts and your opinions and uh i i i really enjoyed having you guys on the show. Um, So I just want to take the time right now to remind everyone that we are in the midst of a giveaway on Instagram and Facebook. So as soon as we reach 100 followers on our page, The Sleeping Giant on Facebook, we are going to be giving away uh, to a random winner from, uh, from our followers a complete set of the Journey to the Force Awakens trading cards 
from Topps. So that's 110 of the uh, blue Starfield base cards and all of the inserts. So uh, so that is, I think that's a pretty good deal. I think that's a pretty good prize. And, and if you guys are into Star Wars at all, you're going to love those trading cards. So again, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, check it out. You don't want to miss it. Earlier in the episode, I told you that we would talk about some of the swag. Uh, how can you go without talking about the swag on a Force Friday special edition? At Toys R Us, I was there last night. At uh, They opened the door somewhere around 10 after 12, something like that. And uh, I went there specifically for the Black Series uh, hover tank pilot that... Uh, that belong to to Toys R Us for Force Friday, so that's that's really why I was there. I mean, obviously, I wanted to to be there just uh, to say I went, you know, for the event and and kind of you know take part in that whole thing. But that was the the specific reason for my visit. Now the line was probably about fifteen or twenty people deep. I was third in line, and as they were opening the doors, they had three tickets. Uh, they apologized for. Uh, for the uh, shortage of exclusive figures, which, uh, you know, when, when I saw that they were given out next to the last ticket, my heart really just kind of sank. But uh, the manager of the store said, uh, you know, you're, uh, we're out of tickets, but there's one more. I'll remember you. Um, so I, I kind of made that my mission when I got in there was to go ahead and, and pay for that and, and get it safe and sound before I went back in to, to have some fun and and look around and uh, have a good time with everybody else. But yeah, the hover tank pilot I did get. I was lucky enough to get it, and I've got it right here. Again, it's from the Star Wars Black Series, which is uh, kind of a premium uh, line of action figures from Star Wars. They've been out for a handful of years now. Uh, typically speaking, they're they're six inches. That's the standard height for figures from the Black Series, but I've got the Imperial Hover Tank Pilot here, and he looks kind of like your basic Stormtrooper um, outfitted for the field, kind of like your Biker Scout. His helmet is a little bit more angular. It doesn't come into the uh, the conical shape of your Biker Scout or the kind of rounded shape of the uh, the Stormtrooper or uh, or any of the any of those guys like the uh, the ATAT. Pilots. I say ATAT, by the way. Um, I know that ADAT is kind of the the accepted vernacular, but here's the thing: you've got your ATSTs and your AT. God knows what else ever. There are about a million of those things now, and I mean, you know, how are you going to break that down for them? So for me, it's just easier to say ATAT. I like the way it sounds. Uh, but anyway, so um, it's a great looking figure. It's it's nice and weathered. Looks kind of sand battered um i think in the trailer you kind of see a little bit of uh some some desert activity or or maybe like a, a tropical uh shoreline kind of deal but anyway the back of the figure describes the hover tank pilot as an imperial combat driver that operates the empire's arsenal of armored repulsor vehicles combat drivers are lightly armored relying instead on the thick skin of their vehicles to protect them in battle so um Thick skin. That's kind of interesting because I know that um, the uh, the manager from Toys R Us was referring it to uh, uh, a Rhino driver, a Rhino pilot. So I'm wondering if that's going to be uh, another name for one of the vehicles um, that they're piloting. But it's a very cool figure. I feel very fortunate to to have gotten it, and 
and uh, you know we may be making that available to you uh, in the near future here. Um, one of the things that they did, which I mentioned earlier, was uh, they gave away uh, a poster um, and a T-shirt to everyone that showed up. So the poster is really cool. Um, it's uh, it's a moderately sized poster. It uh, features, of course, um, Jen uh, Jen Urso uh, in the in the foreground, and of and of course uh, Captain uh, Cassian Andor, I believe his name is. Um, and then, of course, the droid voiced uh, voiced by our man Wash. I think that's that's outstanding. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But it's a really cool poster, and it's got the three of them uh, with uh, I think an X-wing in the background. I don't actually have that with me right now. But the shirt they gave away uh, was really neat. It's uh, it's sort of a cartoon uh, image in the uh, Funko Pop vinyl fashion. Again, it's those. Same three characters, and you know, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure if this was limited just to the event, or if it's just a Toys R Us exclusive that you could only get at the store. Um, it doesn't seem to indicate that either way, but it's a really cool shirt, and uh, again, I was very, very glad to have been there, very glad to have gotten it. Um, okay, so that was more or less everything from Toys R Us, uh, and again, that was midnight, so... I came home, got uh, maybe about four hours of sleep, and I was going to call it done. Um, but, you know, like I said, the fever. So I got up and uh, I, you know, just put on my clothes, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to Target because I had heard that uh, that they had a pretty elaborate setup at one of their stores, I believe on uh, Park Street was the one I was heading to. But um, I realized that Kmart is actually directly on the way and right by the house so I went by there right when they opened and uh, because they've got the uh, they had a uh, exclusive Jen Urso again from the black series so I wanted to swing by there first now I went in and I talked to the guys they were all very very nice to me um, the guys that were stocking the shelves but they had no idea what I was talking about and uh, I didn't really know what to do you know I didn't want to be rude so I was just like hey guys you know um for, this is Force Friday. Your store is supposed to have an exclusive, and not for nothing, but Force Friday is kind of a big deal. And uh, I was about to leave, actually, and, and the gentleman said, hey, you know, let me talk to uh, the replenishment manager. She's right around the corner. So, actually, I, I saw I saw her as he approached her, and she said, oh, well, that's not supposed to come out until the 30th. And then you kind of saw, just like, oh, wow, that's today. Like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I followed her to the back, and she brought out the boxes, of the um, the Black Series exclusives, as well as some of the other stuff they were releasing for Rogue One. They were very cool about it, very nice to me, and uh, allowing me to kind of get first pick from that. So, again, you know, I got very lucky, and I was very fortunate to have gotten the uh, Sergeant Jen Urso Deluxe Black Series action figure. So I'm looking at this now, and it's similar to their release from last year. Um, they had... Kmart had two exclusives of uh, Kylo Ren and Rey on opposing Starkiller bases. So you could actually put those two figures together and they uh, formed kind of a, a little scene. Um, if I had them, which I don't, I would probably fashion them into some kind of bookends or graphic novel ends, depending on how you want to uh, situate that. But anyway, um, so this is similar in that she's on a base as well, kind of uh, standing at a 45-degree angle with, um, you know, one leg forward uh, bent slightly and one leg back. 
looking very authoritative, very ready to, to kick some ass. Uh, she's holding an, a, an Imperial Blaster rifle, and uh, you know her goggles are situated on top of her head, very much like we've seen her in the trailers and the TV spots. There is one accessory in the blister package. I can't tell what it is, but it looks suspiciously like a lightsaber. I mean, you know, I'm calling it like I see it. Uh, I would imagine perhaps it's some sort of sighting instrument um, or maybe an attachable scope. But looking at the cylindrical shape and the sort of D-ring on the bottom, it looks very much like a lightsaber to me. So um, I, I doubt that's what it is, but I guess we'll see. Now, on the back of this figure, it describes uh, Jen as so. A highly skilled soldier in the Rebel Alliance, Jen Erso is an impetuous, defiant warrior eager to bring the battle to the Empire. Jen has little patience for debate within the Alliance High Command, enough so that she takes matters into her own hands. Now, to me, that was interesting um, because, and I, I don't know if anyone else has brought this up, but when you say Rogue One, it's usually with an inflection on one. So Rogue One, as in the first, I suppose. But I wondered if it simply meant a Rogue One, like as in an individual. So, you know, in conversation, you would say, oh, that Jenner, so she's a Rogue One. Um, so I don't know if it's kind of has that double meaning or if it's one or the other. Um, so feel free to write in, send me a message, leave us a comment on Facebook. You know, let us know what you think because I'm curious um, what that actually means. So moving along, um, I actually did make it to Target. Um, I wasn't necessarily interested in any of the exclusives that they had there. Again, I kind of just wanted to see what they had set up. They had a, they had sort of a large AT-AT or AT-AT um, sort of uh, standing uh, over the aisles, which was really neat. And they had sort of a console at uh, the forefront that you could press a series of buttons and, you know, a voice would speak back to you. And it was as if you were um, in aerial combat, I suppose, against uh, against the uh, all-terrain armored transport. But anyway, uh, they did have an exclusive Funko Pop that I thought was neat. And again, as Jen Urso, that's kind of been the... Um, the trend, I suppose. They looked as if they had been cleaned out for the most part. I got there maybe 30 minutes after they opened, but even so, uh, it looked like their selection had been uh, somewhat picked over. Um, but I did get this gen or so, and the pop, uh, the outfit is her in what looks to be um, some sort of imperial attire, perhaps a, a TIE fighter pilot. I don't know if she was incognito or, or in disguise. I think we've seen that on some of the posters as well as in the end of uh, some of the trailers and TV spots. So the Target exclusive is is pretty neat. Now, uh, let's see. I did pick up one other thing while I was out. Uh, Hot Topic released their Rogue One stuff today as well, and they also had an exclusive Jen or so. Um, and this particular one is um, more like, I guess, what we have seen her wearing. Um, and in the fashion we've seen her and most of the TV spots and trailers where, you know, she's wearing, um, I guess, what you could describe a very roguish attire, you know, very urban, rough and tumble. And she's got the head wrap and she's actually uh, holding a, a blaster pistol. So this one's really cool, too. I, uh, I had a lot of fun out there. You know, it's just, um, you know, part of it, guys, is just, you know, I, I don't know if it's the thrill of the hunt that that is satisfying because sometimes, you know, you get this stuff and 
unless it's a particularly good sculpt or just a character I really like, you know, the, uh, the tendency is not always to hold on to it. But, um, I, you know, I got to say, a lot of times I find the looking for it, the hunting for it, um, actually being out there talking to people, networking, and, and sometimes just being in the right place at the right time is always super fun. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I think that, that wraps up the swag portion. And again, we're going to have uh, pictures and photos of all this stuff up on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram page. So uh, definitely check it out. The one thing that I do regret not having today... Uh, I was going to do a live opening, I guess, or a live uh, unpacking of uh, some of the Topps Rogue One mission briefing cards that came out today. Uh, Toys R Us was selling blaster boxes. That's a, a $20 box of uh, 10 packs, and it comes with one of the patch cards. It's a guaranteed patch card or hit, if you will. Um, they tend to be a little bit on the pricier side uh, when it comes to their cards, so I usually don't buy them from Toys R Us. But unfortunately, no one had them for me today. Um, and the uh, the box that I ordered is actually running just, well, not necessarily behind, but it's going to take a little bit longer to get here than, than I had hoped. I wanted to, uh, to unpack some of those cards uh, on the show so that I could describe them to you as as I was opening them because they would be the first time that that I've seen them and and I'm really not sure what to expect but uh hopefully we can do that in the future I think that'd be a lot of fun and of course when we do I'll uh I'll be posting a lot of pictures and uh you can count on me giving away um insert sets from Rogue One mission briefing formerly known as I think road road to rogue one maybe I think that was the original title for it but um again we'll do that in the future and I think that'll be really cool well that's uh that's our show for today folks uh the rogue one force awakens special edition of the Sleeping Giant Podcast. Um, thanks again, everyone, for joining us. I hope that you had a good time. Uh, and once again, uh, thank you, Jose, Alex, and Zach, for uh, for your time and for your input. I had a lot of fun um, going over those things with you and, and hearing your ideas about Star Wars and the Star Wars universe. So uh, looking forward to our next show. I'd like it to be our first call-in episode. So, um, you know, be thinking about what you want to hear uh, what kind of stuff you want to talk about, and shoot us a message. Leave us a post on Facebook. Tell us what you think. Um, we're looking forward to doing it. And if I don't hear from you, I'm going to pick for you. Um, either way, I don't think you're going to regret it. So uh, once again, this has been your host, Grayson Marcotte, and this is the Sleeping Giant Podcast. Take care, everybody. <laughs>